are. Did we do it? I did. I did. Hello. Welcome to Brain Candy Podcast, episode <laughs> six, seven, six, seven, eight. Woo! I was looking forward to this one. I mean, we have been trying to start this show for an hour. For an hour. That's actually real. And everything has gone wrong. You'd think that Mercury was in retrograde or something. <laughs> not this. I have no not idea if that. it is or not. I don't know. We, we were optimistic. That's what it was. That is what's always our problem. We never learn. Classic Susie and Sarah. When are we going to learn? Never. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> well, at any rate, it is 678. How are you? Yes. I'm doing real well. Oh, good. I can't complain. Really? I, mean, I you can, know. always. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's probably something. I just haven't thought of it. But no, I'm, pe- I'm, I'm feeling pretty, pretty like. What ended like, up happening over there with um, that big storm over the holidays? Did that Oh, my happen? God. Yeah, it was negative 10. It was, you know what? My brother's a firefighter, and he said, I asked him, you know, because we had Christmas together, and it was right after the big freeze. What do they call it? An Like Arctic bomb or something crazy Cyclone. like that. Cyclone, Arctic cyclone, bomb, bomb cyclo- massacre, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> bomb cyclone. That's it. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I said, I was like, Lucas, like, what are we talking? Like, a lot of human popsicles or what? Yeah. Because that's, I, they said, there were a lot of alerts that said, if you are outside and you have exposed skin for more than five minutes, you will get like hypothermia or frostbite. Yeah, you're doomed. Like, so I was definitely thinking there were going to be a whole bunch of, of, casualties but he said there were only two people who died in all of the denver metro area i mean uh, two people is still very sad and i'm so sorry those people passed yeah, away yeah but it could have been but that worse. is way less than i thought for you know we had those incredibly cold oh, temperatures people. as well we didn't have like snow like buffalo but we had the just freezing negative temperatures and um wow. a nurse that i know said that because uh, I was like, what's going on in the ER? Is it just like wall-to-wall, like homeless people or what? And yeah. he said, yeah, there's some of that. But there was also a person that came in who had been preparing the f- the football field for the game and then is going to have to have some digits removed because <gasps> of... No! Yeah, and I was horrified. No! Football is stupid. Susie. I have a million reasons yeah. <laughs> for why that is, especially with the most like is wasn't that in Buffalo yes. as well, where the football player and I was annoyed because uh, 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 who the hell is my boyfriend Eli? I was like, who do I date? <laughs> Eli. Eli was I got so worked up. Eli was was saying, you know, he he heard that the game was canceled, and at first we thought it was because of the weather. Yeah, and then he he followed up, and he's like, no, you know, actually it was because somebody just collapsed yeah and i said oh did he get hit and eli goes no he had just tackled somebody okay potato potato <laughs> well yeah yeah right i was like you don't i'm sorry that's the same thing if you say to me no he just tackled somebody that's like saying was he in a car accident no he just hit somebody with his car <laughs> then he was in a car accident i get it though because i think a lot of people would assume the injured party would be on the receiving the end. hit person yeah right yeah but i'm but same diff same diff yeah if i take my car and i ram it into a wall you don't go how's the wall yeah, yeah. you also like yeah okay that's what i'm saying here i'm like yeah, it doesn't matter 
we shouldn't be doing like ramming heads into each it's other, so whether you're on stupid. the giving or receiving end. It's so stupid. Thank you. I just, I don't know what people, how they're justifying it at this point. I don't no. know. I, I mean, no. I don't even know who I mean. Maybe the owners mostly, but mm-hmm. also like the, the, I'm sorry. I know you guys probably all indulge, but that, why are we watching it? I, I mean, know, I'm not. I really... just said we to be nice about it. I'm, <laughs> I don't watch it, right. but. I mean, it's so disturbing. It really is scary. Yeah. And I mean, I know a lot of parents who let their kids play, and I just can't relate to that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think we should just go like with the Australians, like take off the helmets, take off the. Yeah, those guys not, are uh, hung. Take it off, baby. And- <laughs> <laughs> For real. They, they're oh, onto God. something down under. Make that happen. That's- Funny. We want to see your down. Well, because remember, I was you know on Road Rules Down Under, and we did a, a oh, mission right. with the Aussie oh. football players, and it was God, incredible. <laughs> Shane Crawford, <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> I did at the time. I I obsessed about him for like a year after, and would try to reach oh, him, and he well. wouldn't take my calls. Oh my god, he wouldn't take your calls for real. I would leave messages, and oh, it was so sad. Susie is nothing if not persistent. Yeah, but love makes fools of us all, doesn't it? Um, but anyway, football's stupid <laughs> is, is the point. Yeah, people are losing fingers. For real. They're just falling down for no reason. That kid was 24, is, I shouldn't he say He had a was. heart attack. Yeah, yeah. 24 years old. My gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. It's really, oh, it's scary. Because it, it, there's no way to make it is. safer, really, right? To, without yeah, changing the whole thing. Yeah, keep on saying game. like, oh, we have new helmets, but then people, it's like, uh, you take beatings like that over and over, and it's not the ones that people think. Because well, like you'd think the big hard hits. Well, right, because if I've you saw the video, that it's the, right, this was, that it's the ones that are like the this quick impact, like linemen, and it's really terrible. Well, in that, in that then, case, it wasn't his head anyway. It was his, right. It was his yeah. heart. Um, I hope he's okay by the, but I mean, oh God, there have been a lot of stories recently where I'm just like, nobody is like Jeremy Ritter, that story about Renner. him with the snowplow. Yeah. Renner? Renner. 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 Jeremy Renner. Yeah. That is terrifying. I know. And that was, <laughs> did you see his snowplow? It's humongo. Humongo. Yeah. Oh, oh. Just like the when 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 doctors have to use words like he's critical but stable, neither of those two are are words that mean anything like he's going to be okay anytime soon. I mean, <gasps> right? Oh God, it's just it just was like it's it. People are so we're so f- fragile, but also so r- resilient. And I know just, it is. It's it's mind blowing. It really is crazy. Yeah. Well, and nobody's immune. And frankly, this episode isn't going to get any real, really lighter because I noticed like this was so many of the themes uh, or so much of the theme of many of the things I wanted to talk about it. Well, because as you know, my my mom fell ill over the holidays yeah. and she was in the hospital and 
because she was, you know, so invested in this idea that she was so healthy, we all really just believed that. And I think we all kind of convinced ourselves that she was immortal or something. And so perhaps it's on my mind, just the fragility of life. And, and then, absolutely, and how there's all these things we just talked about last week about how there's things we can control and there's things we cannot control. Right. And so you kind of want to tip the scales in the favor of the things you can control. Yeah. So that's what I keep coming across. And I probably am zoomed into it now because of because of that. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Well, it just, that's what happens with anybody. Anytime go ahead, it just makes you think about life and death. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, there is a balance. It's good to be aware and, and not put your head in the sand about our, our mortality, but it's also like, we gotta, we gotta yeah. eat dinner, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> but one thing you can control is the use of Noom, which will help you create, um, good habits, which I am all in favor of. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, and again, because of all this stuff with Peg, I think there is a part of her that felt like I did everything right. I'm so disciplined and she eats so well and she exercises. And and so then when something goes wrong that was just genetics or whatever, you think, why did I bother? But I'm trying to tell her like, that's going to help you recover better and faster yes. and all that. So Noom is a great way that you can stay on track with eating the foods you want to eat, keeping active, doing the things that will improve or maintain your health. Um, it's an app that will send like a, cognitive behavioral concepts to yes. help you stay on track. And so it's science-based and it it's not just, you know, you got, got it, girl, or whatever those... Right, right. Inspirational Real things to help, like, train your brain. Yeah, train your brain. And I love that. And losing weight or, or getting stronger or whatever your goals are, that all starts up in the old noggin. So stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's weight psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash braincandy. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash braincandy to sign up for your trial today and check out Noom's first ever book, The New Mindset, a deep dive into yeah. the psychology of behavior change available to buy now wherever books are sold. I, that stuff really helps me. I mean, everybody yeah. has to do what works for them, but like just learning more information was, is good. I was just talking to Eli about it the other day and we both used it for that to help us uh, remember to drink more water. Yeah. And I think it's funny. I read forget, a study but, that said like, yeah, hmm. it's, well, I mean, it's like, Something that seems obvious, but I just forget. And I, I read something recently that said drinking enough water can help prolong your life by 20 years. And then I was thinking about my grandma who lived to be like damn near 100. <laughs> and I didn't see water? her drink an ounce of water. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Do I want to live to be 120? <laughs> well, here we go. I know, right? That is something to consider. I'm going to pull this up. This is funny to me. Um, talking about my mom, she, uh, you know, when she went into the hospital, of course, then sent like a list of things she needed me to bring to her, you know, from her house. And like, you would, I I hope I can find it. It's practically illegible and it's like, (laughs) makes no sense. This is actual directions. Um, Big Kenneth Copeland Bible on chair in Jesus room. 
Um, <laughs> what? The, I don't. Do you know which room is the Jesus yeah, that's room? That's what's sad. All of her directions. That's the funny part. You're like, oh yeah, I know where that is. One of them was like soft toe socks in cupboard, which is a closet, but she calls it a cupboard. It's not a cupboard. Uh, in closet <laughs> in Jesus room in basket drawer, and I found the damn things. And I was just like, it is funny how families have their own language. Yep. And you know exactly what she's talking about. Well, Anne, don't you think it's true that like when you live alone, as Peg does, and you've sort of like done your own thing for decades, you're kind of weird. Yeah. Like you do weird stuff and you don't really know it's weird because you're just so used to it. 100%. And I said like when there's nobody else to put you in check, like nobody else to to be like, "Mm, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, stop doing that. Then, yeah, nobody says stop doing that. So you just keep doing that. Yeah, but I think accountability is probably a good thing. If you if you are lucky enough to have someone Seuss, who can do that. Can you if I end up like alone for forever? <laughs> like let's hope I, not. This is so interesting. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you are so weird how you kind of think that's going to happen. Even though you're partnered right now. Right. Ugh. Well, cuz so far uh, evidence shows that yeah. They just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. Right. But no, I just, you know, like just in case, like you got to keep me in check. If I do weird things, can you just tell me that they're weird? Be like, mm, sorry, that's weird. Don't do that. Okay. And you can tell me too. But. Yeah, you won't. I feel like things. we're pretty self-aware though. Yeah. I mean, I don't do anything now that's really Weird. No, you don't. Annoying. And the weird yes. things that I did all the time <laughs> that I can't. There was I did do one thing that w- I used to like peel my nail polish off and then like make a little pile of it uh, and like on the couch next to me or like on the floor. So I would just pick it off and like throw it on the floor and then I just like sweep it up later. Now I don't do that because I was like that's weird. Right. I mean, um, you had. No, I didn't think it was weird until you said you would like put it on the floor. <laughs> Like, but I would like sit on the couch, like pick it off, and then like just like, I was like. Make I a think pile. that's minimally weird, to and be I'd honest with you. Up. Yeah, minimally weird. It's because I know I think a lot of people bite their nails and do that, like just yeah. kind of toss it around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Just toss it. Yeah, just... I'm on to you, people. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah, because of someone she used to be with, it truly believes there are boogers everywhere because this person everywhere put boogers everywhere everywhere. They're on the I and I don't I still believe that they're all over everything. So you don't think it's specific to him? That made you think it was everybody? No, it's everybody. <laughs> Maybe it is. I think more people are are picking and flicking than even know that they're doing. I think people wow. subconsciously touch their nose more than they think they Ooh, do. We true. learned this in COVID, and uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are are just unaware deep of in how there. they're they're just. Putting boogers on everything. That's so gross. Lincoln told me that he has trouble not picking all day at school and that it drives him nuts. And I'm like, it's what? a human thing. Is it though? I mean, all day long wanting to pick your nose? It's it's fun. <laughs> you are into so it. So here's the I told Link this. I told him this the one time when we were when we were hanging out. Yeah. Um we were talking about picking your nose like you do. And I said, here's the thing, Link. 
the more you pick your nose, the more boogers you'll have. Oh. And you pick your nose because they're boogers, because like those, you got like dirty germs on your fingers and then you get that in your oh nose and then your nose produces the bugs to like, so it's a cycle. You got to just like, no, no picking, no bugs. Well, so is your advice to blow instead or not even that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Blow. Yeah. Don't put, and ever since I learned about that bacteria. With I know. I think thing, about that a lot I, since you told me. Cause like it's somewhere right now. That Alzheimer's causing bacteria is just hanging out, and I don't know where it is. Are you telling me for real, though, that, like, Alzheimer's is a bacterial infection? But some times that there is a link between that, that, that if you have, in the same way, do you remember we talked about ulcers a long time ago and how ulcers are a... Like they're not caused by stress, but stress exacerbates stress it. Stress produces it's like the acid a- or something. Yeah, there's something about where it's like linked, but not. A, it's like that. Yeah, where it makes you more susceptible to that the disease. Or, okay. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I so, won't be picking. So yeah, this is just you know, good at good practice. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, we're going to talk about what are the keys to happiness as we age? Oh, this was a great article. What if the answer were picking your nose? <laughs> <laughs> right, you pick your choice. You got, you got to choose. Do you want Alzheimer's? You would be happy, or both? Yeah, um, right. It's like what they say: not drinking is the best thing for your health. I'm like, my mental health. I disagree. Yeah, that's a real Kay. pickle. For real. Because this article, this was in The Atlantic, but I think it was by Arthur Brooks, and he has a whole thing. I think that is – maybe it's usually in The Atlantic. Okay, whatever. He has a whole series about happiness, which I usually get annoyed about because I think people focus a little too much on happiness. Right. Um, Because it's unrealistic. Like, life is up and down. Life is a five (laughs) average. Out of ten or a hundred. This – out of 10. Oh, well, that's a good question. Yeah. It's like that, like brushing your teeth, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ha- having a nice meal with a friend, seven. Right. But brushing your teeth is a three, but having great teeth when you're old, that's a 10. 10. So it's like. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Good, good point. And most of the, the that may- advice is like that. It's sort of like the drinking thing. Like yeah. it's a 10 at the time. 
<laughs> but, but it'll lead to a one or two. Yeah. <laughs> Health-wise. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're on to something. Right. That book is. Okay. So I thought this article was helpful, though, because it was um, talking about that the study that the longitudinal study that's very, very famous from, I think it was from the 1950s, maybe even the 40s. And it, and it's followed these guys throughout their entire life. And it's, I think it's called the happiness study from Harvard. And, um, it was incredibly insightful. And of course, a lot of the guys that ended up, you know, healthy and happy had a, a head start because they come from money, which provides all sorts of resources and, uh, de-stress. All sorts of happiness. Yeah, for real. <laughs> because if you're not worried about being homeless or, be, you know, right. Right. being completely broke, then that decreases your stress and stress causes illness. Totally. And so that is the totally. caveat that, you know, if you're born with a rich and supportive family, then you have a lot of advantages. Regardless, mm-hmm. there are certain things that they said... When you are elderly, you tend to go into one of two groups. Like for most of our lives, we're pretty much the same. Life is stressful from like 30 to 50, and then you're happy. But then once you're old, one of two groups. And there are seven things that sort of predict which group you're going to be in. Ooh. This is basically your grumpy people or happy old people, Yes. And you always talk about that. We talked about this in grad school. Yeah, it's a real thing. I did not know about these seven qualities, though. Lay it when, on me. when they talk I'm about so it in excited. grad school, are they just saying, like, be prepared for these two different types or what? What's the They, type? yeah, and maybe sometimes some, some of the issues that you'd see with the grumpy type, like, there's a lot of depression. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then understanding kind of why. The thing that, that, that everything kind of boiled down to, I felt like was the, the thing that separated the two groups or people who had meaning and people who didn't have meaning. Yeah. That's a big one for sure. Well, and I'll give, but what are these? I'll give you the seven, um, and all the details after, um, I talk about fabric, which is a life insurance. Um, it's fabric by Gerber life. And this is another thing I keep thinking about because if you can believe it, I did not have my affairs in order in entirety. Some things I had sorted out and some things I did not. So as I'm thinking about my mortality and the future and what that all means, it is a good time to get prepared. And so fabric, it was designed by parents for parents to help uh, you get high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance in less than 10 minutes. So I got 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes and it takes less than 10 minutes to apply to see your quote and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. And you could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. So you really don't have any excuse not to, not to check it out because a lot of people do not have things sorted. So protect your family today with fabric by Gerber life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meet fabric.com slash brain candy. That's meatfabric.com slash brain candy. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash brain candy. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. 
I love getting my life in order. So hopefully you will too. Um, Okay. So these are the seven categories of things that matter with happiness as we age. Smoking. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Drinking. Oopsie. Oopsie. Uh, body yeah, that's weight. The worst one. Yeah. Exercise. Emotional resilience. Education. Okay. And relationships. Oh my gosh. And what was the last one? Relationships. Okay. Oh. Do any of those lot. surprise you just like off the top of your head? I mean, it makes sense. Mm. Not, it's like those are always everything, what everything comes down to, you know? Yeah. Those are the greatest hits. Those are the greatest hits. We've been doing this for 678 episodes, and I cannot tell you how many things have said those All come things. Down to that. Yeah. So obviously, don't smoke. Um, yeah. I, I wish smoking was illegal. I really do. <sighs> Yeah, it, it it is funny how like when I smell it now, ever since I was pregnant, when I smell it now, it makes me want to vomit. Yeah, yeah. But then oddly, right before I get my period, I crave a cigarette. Huh? What is that? What about? is that about? I have no clue. It's like woo, we ain't pregnant. Light them up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> That's I so have funny. no idea, but that is what my body does. I never have one, but yeah. yeah so, because it's just so harmful. I mean, I I'm all for freedom and everything, but it's just such a and it's so addictive. Whatever. Then, of course, drinking. Um, it said this is especially Ooh. a problem if um, you know you have family members who struggle with addiction, or you know maybe you're genetically predisposed for that sort of thing. That you should really think about. Not not drinking. Um, then body weight exercise, like movement. And it said the best way to incorporate that is walking. Yes. Well, I'm telling you, people think that they have to, uh, you know, be some sort of like CrossFit fitness. I got to do- yeah. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Just walk. There is something so powerful about walking. I think Eli and I were watching this movie. We were watching one of the Star Wars. I think it's called like Anon or something or something like that. It's like some new Star Wars spinoff kind of thing. And he was like, you know, I'm surprised that people in the future are walking so much. And I said, really? I think that'll be one thing that we hold on to for forever because it feels so like intrinsically human. Like we can, and it feels like biologically, like rooted in, in I don't know, like our our. You're so right human. because that's what they say. Like our our the way that humans walk is distinct. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's some. And there's something very powerful about the pace that beat. So when. Yeah, if anybody's familiar with EMDR therapy, which is eye movement rapid desensitization therapy, it's a, I think the best, most powerful therapeutic technique for uh, uh, reprogramming your brain for get, uh, healing trauma. You can like actually change memories and see things differently, and it is stimulated or it it is 
performed by stimulating each hemisphere of the brain with a tapping like motion or tapping kind of like sensation that mimics walking. That is that same kind of like boom, 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 boom. And there's something about walking. Like if you go and you have a problem and you need like to just think about something, you need to process some feeling, some emotion, whatevs, and you go for a walk and you think about it, you will be, you will like, can't necessarily say you'll solve the problem, but you'll have better awareness about it. You'll, you'll totally Mm -hmm. better perspective. It is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when people talk about that end of lecture, EMDR yes. thing, sometimes yes. it can sound woo woo. It right, it does sound like that. But I'm telling you, it is the most science based of all of them. Hmm. And you, it's very. Would you say that it can be done I, via Zoom or or? Absolutely. Huh. If the person is doing it, it's good. Right. Yeah. And it's, I love it because it only takes like six to eight sessions. And it's like, boom, you're done. I had more success in six to eight sessions of EMDR than I had in 16 years of going to therapy. That is shocking. How would it, you it describe EMDR? It actually to... changed my memories. How would, you... How would I describe yeah, yeah. it? To people who don't know what it is. <clears throat> So when we experience an event, the memory gets stored in our brain from the perspective and with the awareness that we had at the age in which that memory took place. So say you were seven years old and you were uh, uh, in a car accident and now you are really like you have this fear about safety in cars, whatever it may be. And... You, you have the memory of it and you have the, the experience with the, not, like I said, the knowledge and awareness of like that seven-year-old, which can be very unreliable, can be not all the information, can give you things like, like maybe you feel at fault or like you could have done something differently or it was your fault in some way. And so... What EMDR does is it, and I don't really know the science behind what it's doing inside the brain, but it's, it's, it's like stimulating each hemisphere at a different time so that when the messages are like, when the brain is communicating, it almost allows you to reaccess those memories with the awareness of the person that you are today. So it's like playing a movie in your head, but instead of watching the movie when you were seven years old, you're watching it now at 37. And you're like, have you ever seen a movie like that you haven't seen in a long time and then you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh, that didn't mean that. That means this, this, this. Yeah. And you remember the movie different from there on out. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go back and remember it like you did when you were seven. Mm-hmm. You're going to remember it in a different way, mm-hmm. fundamentally, from there on out. Yeah. And that's exactly, you're getting more, inf- it's exactly what you're doing. You are, you are remembering that situation with clarity and understanding. Like, I, 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 I like, freed myself of all this guilt 
all this shame when I saw it. I was like, you're a kid. You couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. You're doing the best you can. And here's why you reacted in this way. And you have like this sense of compassion and nurture and understanding. And then when you go and think about those memories, they're not scary anymore. They feel like something that happened to you, not something that's still happening to yeah, you. Yeah, you're transforming your interpretation of um, your yes. trauma. Totally. Mm-hmm. And it actually, I was just talking to a friend of mine who I referred to EMDR and he, he was like, Sarah, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. He said the same thing you said. He's like, at, at first I thought it was a little woo-woo. Yeah. He's like, I am a man of science. I am the most logical person you know. This I can't believe how much this worked, how well this worked, and how it actually changed the memories that I have, mm-hmm. which is so powerful. For yeah, me. that is. So, yeah, and if great. it can expedite the process instead of like taking years, right? It's like oh, oh, oh. it feels like yes, yeah, like re-experiencing it versus like getting a bird's eye view and like having yeah. a different perspective mm-hmm. and being like oh. Yeah, this was a thing that happens, but look, you're okay. Move on. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that that would um, contribute to that one of the other items in the list, this emotional resilience. Because if you do have perspective, you totally. are going to be more resilient. Um, yes, and you understand, like, I survived that. It everything It's okay. I'm not still going through that. Yeah. Yeah. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And then the education one, it was like, you don't have to go to, you know, Yale or something. You can just continue to learn and have a curiosity about the world and, and, and continue to expand your mind. And that is beneficial. But they said by far the most important predictor was relationships. 100%. Connection. Friendships. Yeah. Yeah. And having a a community. That doesn't bode well for the world because we are having fewer and fewer meaningful relationships. Yep. It's true. You know, when you look about uh, or think about those blue zones, the areas in the world where people live to be more like most people live to be over 100. One of the things that sets them apart are these great connections. And in Mm -hmm. fact, one of the areas is in Japan and... In Japan, people at birth are almost assigned five oh, yeah, best yeah. friends. I think it's called M- Maui, Maori, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm saying the word wrong, I'm sure. But it's like where you're assigned these five people who are going to be your... And I think it's so interesting because it, we've talked before about those numbers of what... Uh, uh, how many people, how many like close relationships we can handle and maintain. Yeah. And the number they come down with is five really close people, 10 or 15 acquaintances. Yeah. Like 15. Yeah. So they're just ensuring that that happens. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, that one person isn't going to be able to provide everything for you. 
whether it's a partner or a friend or anything, that you need kind of like different people for different things. Mm-hmm. Now you know. So if you want to be yeah. happy and well as you age, mm-hmm. think about those things. But we don't. We won't. Nobody does. This is the thing. This is what makes <laughs> well, me you crazy. You know what I think solves? You know what I think checks all these boxes? All of them is a wonderful retirement community in Florida. <laughs> Although that might increase the booze. Sometimes it does. Well, because friendships, you know, socializing does tend to yes. include that. So maybe there's got to be that. like with anything uh, like this point of like diminishing returns. Like there's got there's I think with anything like a- anything in moderation, if if you're not, I don't know. It just feels like remember when we talked about the the. Uh, um, like hospice care in France where they were giving them a little sips of wine and it was doing so much to their, uh, uh, like dignity and sense of humanness. Yeah. 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 And so like drinking a bottle of wine every night and passing out of the couch, probably not a good idea. Definitely not a good idea, but a glass of wine with your five friends as you like chat about. Yeah. Because come on. A monastic. Like a monastic, ascetic lifestyle is not something most people crave or desire. And so then you're just going to be around living longer, bored out of your mind. Ugh, I don't want that. And then you're going to end up dying from a heart attack from something else. Like, So, yeah, yeah moderation and discernment yeah. are critical. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the I tip. think. I think my grandma lived as long as she did because of her friend connections. That's nice. She was such a good friend. She was the best friend to everybody. And she, I remember in her like last five years, she was almost totally blind, but would remember everybody's voices. And she would come up and like grab somebody's arm and like pull them over and be like, Sarah, this is so-and-so. And she knew everybody's name of anyone who was in any position at the old people's home, whether it was the janitor staff That's or nice. like the, the, the people who were serving her food, she knew about them and their families and really cared. That's very nice. Like, I can't believe she I died, know. to be honest. I can't either. She was the best in the whole world. Yeah, it's like She's Betty like White, Bo. where you're just like, wow, yes, how are you dead? Right. That That's how I feel all the time about grandma. Like, if only you drank water, you'd still be here right now. <laughs> My God, if that was it, that is so Life sad. is bad, but. Wow. <laughs> well, something that I know I needed, and I'm sure a lot of you do as well, is Nutrafol due to the great hair crisis oh, yes. of 2022. Um, oh, yes. But I know a lot of women are impacted by weakened and thinning hair, and it stinks. <sighs> And so it really does. The bottom line. And so Nutrafol has created a hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. I have had great success with it. And I know how frustrating it is when you feel like, oh, great, I'm going to look like garbage for four years. Um, <sighs> and so it does feel nice to have somebody, it's like a, an assistant coming in and being like, I got you. 
Uh, you can yes, grow thicker, healthier extra. hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code BRAINCANDY to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BRAINCANDY. All right, moving on. Let's see what else morbid I have on the old. <laughs> well, I did read this friggin' weird New York Times article about this lady. Her name, I think, was Shotzi Weisenberger. Um, and she had been like one of these proponents of positive death, you know, philosophies of like. Okay, okay. Positive death narrative. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like facing death with what she call it joy and wonder that was her advice okay and she got okay, some certificate okay. in the art of dying oh. and this is her whole life's work and then she got old and um mm-hmm. at 92 well i think before 92 she had her own funeral okay <laughs> she put the fun in funeral and you know these people that are like, I want to have my funeral while I'm still alive, which is, you know, really. That's called a birthday party. <laughs> but they they want more than that, Sarah. They want people to tell them, like, no, I'm not into this. I am you not don't either. Get to do that. Because funerals aren't for the dead. They're for the living. That is and such you're, you're a just, good point. This is just narcissism. Yes! <laughs> Right. Okay. This is ridiculous. I'm so glad you say that because I'm reading it and I'm like, oh no, one of these people. And no, they really just want you to like, you know, massage their ego and say nice things. Talk about them. Yeah. Didn't you see the Larry episode yes! of Curb Your Enthusiasm where there was a funeral? They were like, what are we doing? Yes. This that was Albert Brooks had his own funeral <gasps> while he was still alive. <laughs> And watched it like via satellite from yes. yeah. That's even weirder if you're not even in. I the was room. like mad when people weren't saying the right things. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's gross in my opinion. Um, and so uh, I that was my first. I love red that you flag. have to say like in my opinion, just in case we offend the funeral throwers. <laughs> well, because I guarantee you, a lot of it's sort of like um. The gender party, the gender reveal things. Like, to me, it's so obviously gross. But to some people, they're just so darn happy that they're having a baby. They just want to, like, yeah. (laughs) So, like, it's not that I don't understand the impulse. It's that you, when you actually do it, I'm like, please don't. Stop doing that. that. Okay. So that was my first red flag. So then at 92, she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and it was obviously um, uncurable, and I don't even think it was treatable. It was like, this is the end. And um, so what does she do? She calls the New York Times and was like, hey, want to follow me while I die? And She's a nurse! Totally! Want to know how we can know for sure? She's not obsessed with death. She's obsessed with people worshiping (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. Shotzi. Yeah, we're on D. That was the first that was where everything went went wrong. Mm-hmm. How do you name a child Shotzi and and not expect exactly what Shotzi should only be the name for those little white dogs that rich people have. 
I don't know this, but I'm assuming because of the way it's spelled, it seemed uh-huh. like some sort of an because this is a nickname. Weisberger's Jewish. Maybe it's Jewish. Ask Eli. Yeah. Do you ever hear the name okay. Shotzi? Okay. Shotzi. If it's not an ethnic name, it's then fun. it's like those white people that name their kids, you know, annoying names. Okay. Yeah. The way we can know for I sure. I feel like this could be a nickname. Yeah. Maybe. All Should right. we go to her funeral? She's dead. I mean, it already happened. Oh. R.I.P. Shotzi. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. So she, in addition to calling like every news organization and having two documentary crews covering this and Vogue magazine. Um, yeah. I mean, this is. Who does she know? Right? What is it? What's it going to do? You get that kind of press. Right. Good point. Okay. She decided that was the time she wanted to reconcile with her children, who she hadn't spoken to in like 50 years. Which, uh, again, tells me everything I need to know. Those were children who needed to have some healthy boundaries because she probably prioritized herself and her own life. And they were like, I just want a mom. Okay, I know I know exactly what this is. Yep. yep. And uh she said she didn't apologize to them. But you know, she of wanted she to didn't. reconnect and they said no thank you. Right. So, I think we know what kind of gal this is. This is personality disorder. So Absolutely. Is. But why is the New York Times sort of like they included the because part about her the- kids but like didn't say it was a red flag like we're saying? I feel like we're supposed to read between the lines on this. Okay, I didn't. This pick is up on this that. is a a what a, a cautionary what tale. Call them yes. This is a cautionary tale. Totally <laughs> right. Oh god. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like she she did say she was going to forego like the palliative care. Is that the right word? Palliative. Where, you know, to not be in pain at the end because she wanted to feel the experience and everything. But that that didn't last. I mean, because it's excruciating. So eventually she did. But yeah, she said she wanted to, you know, like truly feel what it's like to take that journey or whatever. I mean, she she's just so unlikable. I was hard. I, I couldn't focus. Um, yeah, I think that that. That you're supposed to get that from the article. Okay. There's no way that people are reading that going, oh, this is this is a how-to guide. <laughs> right, because basically she wanted to be celebrated. She clearly didn't want accountability or she would have not cut her children off however many decades ago. Right. Um, right. And she loves, it even said, maybe they were trying to say this because somebody was quoted as saying, like, she had the ending that she wanted. She was surrounded by like people and things that she wanted and and the media like it specifically said that was something she really yeah. wanted yeah so i think Shotzi, you know Shotzi. is like a pr genius yes i think so too she was an influencer before they were influencers so hats off Shotzi. i mean i agree with the concept that having a positive outlook about the fact that we're all going to die and like this is a temporary plane that we're on yes is good but she probably isn't the right ambassador for that message maybe Mm-mm. the dalai lama or somebody is better <laughs> Not- yeah cuz it's still a little uh, uh, ego driven big time 
Because, I mean, I feel like part of what the positive death movement is about is about humility and knowing that yes. we are all in the same all boat. All experiencing the same thing. And she's like, mine is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Bring cameras. Come on. Come one, come all. I got right. two weeks, everybody. Let's do this. Oh Go God. time. Well, I mean, you know, you, you, I, it's really creative and ingenious, you know? You can, like, focus on what you're doing in life and get attention for that, or you can skip all that and just focus on the grand the last finale. chapter yeah. really long. Right. It's interesting. Okay. So that's in the New York Times. Maybe, Dal, you could put that in the newsletter in case you want to, like, read about it yourself. Yeah. All right. Have you ever hallucinated in your whole life? Yes. Okay. Yes. I used to get, like, fever dreams when I was a little kid. And I would get, when I got a really high fever, I would start to hallucinate. And I had two reoccurring ones. One that I would look down at my arms and they my skin would melt off and there would just be sticks left. And then another one <laughs> that I, when I was, yeah, when I was watch TV, everything would go and fast forward. <laughs> I should have known. I Freaked really I don't know how I never remember that you are the craziest person that I know. Yeah, the craziest. I don't know. You I don't know looked, how old were you when you would look at your arms and see that? Uh, I was about, I, I was probably about eight years old. Because I remember, I, I remember being really scared one night and Jordan being really helpful. So Jordan was old enough to talk. So he must have been like five or six. Because he was telling me, don't think about that. Just think about Candyland. Pretend like you're in the game Candyland. And that really helped me. That's nice. Yeah, it was really sweet. Hmm. So instead, I would just, like, think about me being on, like, marshmallow clouds. But I would, I was, yeah, I was probably, like, eight or nine. And you would look down at your arms, and you thought your flesh was melting off. Yeah, it would just, I would look down and I would just be, I would have like sticks. When you say sticks, do you mean the bone or do you mean like a tree? No, I mean an actual tree. (laughs) (laughs) Like branches. (laughs) Branches. Why do you think that you, what do you mean fever dream anyway? What does that mean? That, that when, and I still have, I still will get like, if I can't regulate my temperature at night, like if I go to bed wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants and socks You get overheated. I will I'll get I'll overheat and then I'll have nightmares. And the only t- it's nightmare or the the heat will trigger like nightmares. And so or my body temperature rising will trigger that. And they call them fever dreams or something like yeah. when you get when you get a fever that you can get you sometimes hallucinate. Yes. So I would get these really high fevers as a kid and that would be when I would hallucinate. Holy heck. That is scary. Yeah. Well, yeah, they- but not as an adult surprisingly. <sighs> How about you? God, I don't, I haven't, but I saw in psychology today that it is far more common than maybe I would have guessed. And I mean, maybe not you because you've hallucinated, but it said that 80, about 85% of the volunteers in the study reported having Mm -hmm. experienced some form of anomalous visual experience in their life. Over a third of them said they had an actual visual hallucination, like similar to what a patient with a psychotic disorder might experience. Mm -hmm. And then about 17.4% of the volunteers had experienced a hallucination that met the criteria of like clinical definition of 
whatever. I don't know what you need to make it to that designation. But so it's 17% have had like clinical hallucinations. And then, like I said, almost 40% have had like kind of like the people that have schizo effective blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Does that surprise you? Because that sounds high to me. No, it, it because I feel like. Remember what you were you talked about this? You talked about an article about schizophrenia, how people in different cultures experience schizophrenia differently, mm-hmm. and how it's more widely accepted if there is a cultural, like pre. What's the word I'm looking for? Like there, there's. We're in the culture it's accepted to see visions to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Then you're going to be more likely to see that. And so I think if you that our our brain is very easily, uh, well, we're just very suggestible. Like we it it, and I I think that we've all experienced this on a very very small scale. And the example I use is when you come home and you, before you turn the lights on and you go, oh, that must be a monster on my chair or like, that's a monster over there. And then you turn the lights on and you're like, oh no, it's a jacket on my chair. But if you were to just kind of like let your brain go and not invite that prefrontal cortex, not invite that executive functioning in and just kind of like almost... in it, it almost happens when maybe we're like very sleepy, when our brain is a little bit tired. There are times when we're more susceptible to hallucinations mm. because the part of our brain that's the one that goes, nope, that's what the, this is what that is, is like not yeah. awake or is asleep or is really, really tired. Yeah, or, I think it did you know, say like, this is, they're more common in the evening. Yeah, yeah, like if people, long road truckers, people have been yeah. driving for a long time. And if you've been staring at the road, like you will hallucinate. Because you've just been, you can, you can stimulate hallucination in situations. Yeah. Like it's, so I think that our brain, that people have had this experience, even if it's only once or twice, which is different than somebody who regularly hallucinates, you know? Yeah. Right. I was thinking about how, you know, when you take an edible or whatever, and then everything's so funny eventually and. (laughs) <laughs> and also, like, things that you're watching maybe on a movie or a show, like, seem more interesting or whatever that is. And yeah, I was trying yeah. to figure out what that's about and how it was described as, like, whatever it is in your brain that can sort of prioritize information <laughs> is shut off. Yeah. So, like, everything seems like a big deal. Yeah, they say it's a drug of novelty. Yes. And that you don't know so like what actually like, should be. What is this water <laughs> bottle? Have you ever seen this? Because <laughs> it makes everything, yeah, feel like new and like, what even is this? Which then, you know, we've always talked about having a curiosity. It's yeah. exactly what we talked about with old, but being old and having meaning in your life. Yeah. Like edu- maintaining a curiosity for life. Maintaining like, if we can connect to... You know, that's kind of like our humanness, too. Like, what makes us human? Well, our ability to, like, look at something and, and think it could be a million yeah. different things and, like, yeah, be curious, you know? I heard a wonderful interview on NPR with Carl Sagan's daughter, Sasha Sagan, and um, she was speaking to that point of how 
you know, the way that children see the world and how everything is like amazing and the biggest deal. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that if you can work to get a little bit of that back, it's so great because it does help you. Um, it does enhance meaning in life. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So like look up yes. at the moon and take a sec. We are in a hurry, everybody, all the time. I think a lot of that so is true. just like slowing down for a sec. Yes. And she's like, yeah. listen, like I like to be grateful. Like when I open my fridge, sometimes I'm struck by like, wow, there's all this food here and there's a fridge that keeps it cold. But she's like, we can't do that every time we open the fridge. We got shit right. to do. But like <laughs> if you could just real. occasionally tap into that notion of like, huh, it is kind of awesome and amazing that we have all this food yeah. in our fucking fridge. Anyway, yeah. it was great. So true. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I'm going to do a the poll. meaning of life, people. Meaning of life. Uh, I'm going to do a poll and see if our listeners have hallucinated. But what they were saying, too, was that, like, you know, because it's associated with paranoid or, uh, you know, mental, mental illness. illness. Uh, yeah. Paranoid behaviors and mental illness that people are slow to admit when they have right. hallucinated because they don't want to be right. seen as cuckoo. Cuckoo crazy. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, they don't want their podcast host to be like, "What? You hallucinated? <laughs> you thought your arms were sticks?" <laughs> well, so okay, can we talk about just briefly? I wonder why people would be scared of judgment. <laughs> I can't imagine, Susie, I'm like dying laughing at Sarah. Okay, but you know that reminded me of like this movement now where we're not like people don't want us progressives or frowning upon the language of using the word that was crazy or that's insane or whatever. Yeah. There's more and more words that people are seeing as problematic. Um, yeah. What do you think about that as someone in the mental health field? Uh, you just use the word Calm crazy. down. You're okay with crazy. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah, because I wouldn't refer to somebody who was st- suffering from mental illness as crazy. <laughs> well, it's like Michael Scott when he said the R word. And he's like, you don't call an R person. (laughs) (laughs) That's poor taste. (laughs) That's poor taste, right? I wouldn't call somebody who's actually crazy, crazy. That's in poor taste. Well, right. I would call them mentally ill. But I'd call my dog who's being crazy, crazy. (laughs) Right. I mean, I agree. Obviously. Some people are really buckling down on that stuff and are like, you shouldn't. I just, um, I'm not quite, I'm not there yet. I could be convinced. I think it's situational. Like if, yeah, like I said, you wouldn't call somebody who's actually mentally ill crazy. That's important. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to laugh about that one all week. All week. This is going to be great. I love it. All right. Well, we'll continue that conversation and we'll wind it down. I basically talked about death and destruction for an hour. Or you could say life and and meaning. That's true. We did. Well, and yeah. trying to create um, a, not just a long lifespan, but a long health span, right? I Ooh, mean, yes. what good oh. is it to live really long if you're right. miserable and unwell? I don't want that. Right. So no. there are so things we can friends. do. Make some friends. Keep learning. Keep walking. Keep uh, having... Keep walking. Yeah, and having wonder, which walking can help with that. You look around, everything's amazing. Yeah, that checks all the boxes. Go on a walk with a friend. Pretty much. And talk about something emotional. That's it. I mean, that we just solved 
I know. The meaning of Basically, life. all the world's problems. Yeah, everything. All Done. right. Well, that's all for now. I love you all. Check out our website. Sign up for our newsletter there, thebraincandypodcast.com. And all of our bonus content is on patreon.com slash braincandy. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.